Here's the deal. Midoriya, you still haven't proven I can trust you again. <sighs> Unfortunately, I'm positive that if I try to stop you now, you'll do something reckless and attempt to take things into your own hands. So I'll watch you. If you're going to see this through, you gotta do it the right way. Use your head. You hear me, problem child? Check one two one two. My sweet wife is that you? My check, my check, waifu, waifu, tell. Is that you? What's happening, Mr. Polo Born Flyers? Mike check, waifu, waifu. What's, What's going on? Up, brother. Hey, this is uh, episode 24 of My Check Waifu Waifu. We have a loaded show for you today. <sighs> Very heavy show for you today. <laughs> I should say. Um, oh, man. But I'm Polo. That's Tell. And uh, we're here to discuss some anime. Um, first, we're probably going to start off with some anime we've been watching. Um, some of the more recent animes. And then we're going to do a review discussion of Erased. Oh, boy. That is something. And then, of course, the second half after the break, we're going to talk about My Hero Academia. Um, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Shout out to Lou Complex. Go to LouComplex.com. Use the offer code WAIFU um, to save on your entire cart. Uh, the homie, the owner of uh, Lou Complex is out at DesignerCon right now. Showing off Ooh, some designs. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And tomorrow, well, the day that we record this, there's a new hoodie dropping in Lou Com- No, tomorrow, actually. So when you hear this... Wait. No, the day no. before they hear this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So day before you hear this. Either way, go to lucomplex.com. There's a new dope ass hoodie in the shop right now. Um check our our, our social media, Mike Check White at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Twitter or Waifu, just one waifu. <laughs> and see this. Two hoodie. waifus on Instagram. Yeah, two waifus on Instagram. This hoodie is incredible. And use that offer code waifu. Also Hey, shout out to teespring.com slash door slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Check out that merch. That's our own specific merch for the uh, podcast. It's the hat that tells rocking in the video version if you're a Patreon supporter. It's so, so incredible. I love that hat. Thank you all so much for supporting us. And also, we also got to thank the people that keep our lights on, people that keeps us going, keeps us doing this, our Patreon supporters, our producers. That'll be Monique Williams, Chris Goodywin, and Connor. We love you so very, very much, family. You guys are the best. And to all of our other Patreon supporters, you are all also awesome. We appreciate you. So let's get this thing cracking. I want to start off with something that I was going to tell tell ahead of time about, but yeah, I'm going to just kind of throw it at him now. So all right. one of the shows I was going to talk about today was Fire Force. Okay. Have you seen the most recent episode of Fire Force? I have. Incredible, right? Incredible. Okay. Now, the reason why I say this, and it's, it's, so, it's so coincidental that this happened at the same time that we had the discussion that we had on My Check Encore. You remember the discussion we had on My Check Encore? Uh, no, what was it? So it was the Black Clover one. Okay, yeah. And how okay. we talked about what's the problem with Black Clover. If you're not familiar, yeah. be a Patreon okay. supporter, okay? 
just for three dollars, you get an extra entire podcast of us just talking about whatever we want. In that episode, we discussed the problem with Black Clover. Okay, long yeah. TDOR of that is the problem with Black Clover is, and we discussed this in the Facebook group with a bunch of people because a lot of people in our Facebook group loves Black Clover, and I am like the the one that stands out as to like the one not liking this as much. And I don't think you're the only one who doesn't like it. It feels like, like it in the Facebook. I'm happy that you, you're you're outspoken about it because I mean, let's be real. If you don't like something, we got to speak up about it. I'd be throwing bows in that Facebook group. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's opinion based anyway. I just be messing around with y'all. But no, seriously, black we, problem with Black Clover, and we discussed this in that uh, my check encore episode ten, is that they gain powers mass so massively quickly. That is so detrimental to the show's like world story building or, or progression, period. And it's not just with our main characters. It's with everybody in the show. So if you watch Black Clover, you know, during a fight, no matter who it is, it could be a main character or not. No matter who it is, when they're in a tight squeeze, when they're getting their ass whooped or they can't figure out a way to win this battle, magically a, a page appears and they gain more powers. Now it's not like it's not like a minute spell, right? It's never just a minute spell. It's always something drastic, something huge that's just a game changer. A game changer, right? Like, and it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't feel earned, and, and it doesn't feel special in any way, in any sense of the word. And it, the show just sucks. Okay, in my opinion, not only does the animation sucks, the story is lackluster. The best part about the show is the villains and their uh, motivations. That's the best part about this show. I will die. Like that will, I will take that to my grave. That's the only good thing about the show is the villains. And that's going to change probably here soon. I don't now, know. Yeah. So I wanted to say, I'm very happy you actually sprung that on me because I was thinking the same thing, but right. in a different context, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching Sword Art Online, um, War of the Underworld, right? Mm-hmm. And we have all of these knights who were once against Kirito and everybody, yeah. you know, all our, our good guys. And they were fighting Kirito and Kirito popping off on them, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But I was watching the last two episodes. Like, I watched the one episode last week and then the episode this week. I missed this and, episode. And the knights, if you recall, they're, they're getting in a pinch and they pop out with some overpowered ability, right? Right. And the the thing is, and I think this is the difference between how Sword Art did it and how Black Clover did it. In Sword Art, they're in the middle of, like, an absolute war. Mm -hmm. You know, the the character is outnumbered by not two people, but, like, 10, 15, 20 people. This is a war they had already been preparing for, and then these are also the highest skill-level characters right. in the show, you know, right? right? So they're bound to have some tricks that we don't know about because the only other person we saw them fight was Kirito. Right. So it doesn't feel out of place for them to mm. pop out with some powers. That's you know? different. That's a whole different it's, story because of the simple fact that is we don't know a, what they also, have. It's also a game. Yeah, that's true. So... It's it's not uncommon for you to be playing a video game, right? Like you leveling up your character. Like let's say Pokemon. We just been playing Pokemon recently, right? Yeah. I hit level 50, I hit level fifty with a Pokemon. My Pokemon learned Fire Blast. All right. of a sudden, I'm replacing Flamethrower with Fire Blast, and I got an even stronger move. Right. You know. 
Yeah. So it's like yeah. that's not uncommon in the in the game sense, right? So in this world, it feels completely justified, completely fitting. Also, not to mention that you know, alongside the extremely detailed backstory we already have with this show, it tends to work a lot better. Yeah. Whereas. <sighs> I have to agree. Black Clover is not doing it right, dude. It doesn't. It doesn't do it right. It, it feels so rushed and and just sped up. But I, I I I bring up that point to mention like my first point. What makes Fire Force so good is its pacing. They brought this training episode almost perfectly in in line with what we just discussed about Black Clover. And I'm and I'm, that's all I can think about when I was watching this episode. I'm like, yeah, they must have heard it as a something because <laughs> this was the perfect definition of how you do it. They they. They train and they train with Benny Mauru, who's a freaking beast, by the way. He's the the best of the, the captains. Yeah, the best fighter of all the captains in the Fire Force. And it wasn't like they get some outlandish power that's unreasonable to this world. They get a power that's perfectly like associated with who they are. Like Ar- like Arthur, he's a fighter, so he needs to spar with the best. <laughs> Shinra, he needs to find a way to hone his flame. And use it to his advantage, and that's what he did. Like the way, and the way he taught it, it was it was perfect. This is what yeah. the Black Clover should have had a long time ago, probably a hundred episodes ago. What I liked most about it was actually the fact that, like, so what I was expecting was obviously for Arthur it was for them to play off the fact that the more confidence he feels, the stronger he is. Right, but. No, that doesn't really matter because nope. if he's a better fighter, he's gonna have more confidence. So they, they didn't even bring that whole it, that whole factor into this. Hundred percent. They it's literally just like yeah, they literally just like hey, if you become a better fighter because you have to be close up with your sword, mm-hmm. you're gonna be better at everything, right? Even if your sword flame is like crap, yeah. if you can fight better, it won't, won't make a difference. For Shinra, it was literally the fact that hey, you can focus your your chi and your energy and your body to a special mm-hmm. point, and that way you can get off what you need to do. You, need, you can focus your flames into essentially a smaller funnel and blast off. Right. Now they did the very same thing in um, my hero academia. Yep. And, and current, if you remember, that's when um, our boy Bakugo, he closed his fingers with his yeah. bomb that's when they got and made that moves. nozzle an explosion. Yeah. But also they're currently doing that in the manga too. They're trying to focus and specialize their abilities. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, these other series have these training situations where they don't need a lot of situations where they're training. It literally can just be one episode of training. Right. But it's like, we need to understand that these guys aren't just like leveling up with experience I'm out gonna, of nowhere. I'm a, real quick though. I'm going to bring up something that, that Desmond said in the Facebook group. He was like, well, that's if you look at his argument to me, when I mentioned the fact that all of their stuff feels unearned, he says, oops, sorry. He said like, uh, but that's with every anime. And I just had to disagree with him because of it's like, yes, every anime character or main character, main character alone gets their, their major power in a sense, in a dire need. Like when it's especially in Shonen. Yeah. Especially in Shonen where they absolutely need to get that power. So Dragon Ball Z, it happens. Um, my hero, it happens. I mean, you name it, whatever Shonen you can think of, but they get but that. Then- they get that special power, but yeah. but what what I was the what I stated to him is that but they always worked for it first. They always worked mm-hmm. for it and got to that point when they got that power, not yeah. just magically gained it during a battle. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, you, you know one of my favorite animes, Shiriba Fell Night. Mm-hmm. 
my boy Iki Kuragane had no power. He had to sacrifice his own blood and, and tears to actually be able to do anything in um, Ippo, uh, Hajime no Ippo. It's a boxing anime. All Ippo had was pure power, you know? Yeah. And then through fights, he would gain, like, experience. But even before the fights, he had to learn how to do stuff before he got up to that fight, you know? Because right. he couldn't... He learned how to do a Dempsey role before the fight, but he couldn't really do it because, you know, he never practiced it in a fight. So that exactly. fight... He might try it, get hit out of it, and then he has to win with his old techniques because he doesn't have have that fully under his belt yet. Yeah. So these are there are animes that do it properly where our characters are training and working hard towards something, and there's other anime who just kind of cut corners. And let's and let's talk about the importance of of that. Like when they cut corners, I get the sense that I'm watching it. This is my personal feeling. When I see that, I just feel so uninterested. Yeah, I feel cheated. Like, I'm just like, okay, all right. Okay. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. Again, the show is, I mean, the, the, okay, let me broaden this out. The world of the show, the whole, the whole wizard stuff, the, the grim guard, the grimoires and shit, that stuff is cool. That like the power setup they got going on, the whole world itself, the way the world is laid out. And again, the villains and their motives are so good that that's what keeps me going 109 episodes in. But like when everything is, is literally going out of, it's going like times four speed essentially with like everything. So that means everything suffers. So it's not doing one thing. Well, you got the, again, everybody knows how bad the animation is. There's no sense of bringing that up. The animation is garbo. Like sometimes characters look like completely different characters and scenes and it's fucking, it's Ugh, that's crazy. So besides that point, you got a story that's being fast forwarded so fast because they're they have to get these people these powers in order to beat the big bad. But like the big bad is the biggest bad of them all. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's when the biggest bad of 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 them all is basically terrorizing the the, the city, these people have to gain these ex- extraordinary powers that they didn't train for, that they didn't earn. And it's in order to beat the big bad, because that's what it feels like is happening. All of yeah. our characters are just getting these awesome powers as quickly as possible so they can go ahead and fight the real licked and probably fucking beat them eventually. But I don't I don't know. You know, manga spoiler. So we ain't going to go into that. <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. And I can't believe people are just so in love with this show. Like they will go for bat for this show. And. Even the manga does that same thing wrong, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, you kind of just roll through it in the manga, though, and just kind of, like, let yeah, it go. You're reading. But in, in the anime, it's like, my dude, <laughs> you didn't you didn't earn that win. Like, yeah. like, I get it. If it happened one time, like, for instance, we'll talk about Noelle, right? Mm-hmm. When she pulled out that water barrier, literally, Noelle had no control of her power, and all of a sudden, she pulled out a water barrier. Exactly. That's different, because in the aspect of that... She put out the water barrier. It was like, I've never had the need or want to protect somebody like this right. before. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that's different. But then she pulls out this whole suit of armor that makes her dog extremely fast, extremely powerful, <laughs> godlike. They she literally no- is one of the strongest wizards in the in the whole world now because she's doing what her mom did, who was considered like a top level wizard. And it's like, oh my God. Sorry. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's just like the whole idea of it. It's like, you know, you literally <laughs> you literally just gave her a power-up that was like... It, it, think about how Goku went Super Saiyan, right? Hmm. Like, when Goku initially went Super Saiyan, 
he was getting his ass beat. Time out though. Not even, and even before that, he was training. He was training hard as fuck to went on his way to dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah. going hard. Like he was fucking. Uh, he was going ham. <laughs> so like, dude, when I wanted to bring up about Noel before we got past that was Noel literally had no indication, no foresight into even having the, the ability to do this. In the show, they didn't mention that at all. They didn't flash back to her mom being able to do that. They didn't do any of that in the show. In the manga, they did, See? but it wasn't long enough to like, like they literally just showed her mom in this suit of like mercury armor and that was it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it didn't, in the show, it was none of that. Like none of that happened. They showed the picture of her, of course, but I think that was it. So I'm just sitting there like, what the, f- how? Oh, yeah, Noel didn't even know that. Did yeah, her mom, she didn't even know her mom did it. So like, how would you even get, and then not to mention, not only does she get this incredible power, but she knows how to control it right off the bat. After her whole arc was, I don't know how to control my powers. You feel me? Like it's, yeah. it's the sh- she can make a giant water dragon that can hit people now. But mm-hmm. before, when she made the water dragon, it went yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now she can. Uh, I, it's whatever. Well, I'm done dogging Black Clover. It's, it's a bad show. <laughs> I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm 109 episodes. I'm invested, so I might as well keep going. But yeah. that's, that's the reason why I wanted to bring that up because Fire Force had one of the best training episodes I think I've seen in any anime because, again, their sound design is incredible. It's un... Well, I would say it's unmatched, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore? Why do you, why you say that? Because <laughs> that uh, Babylonian <laughs> fucking show, the Fate show is... Sound design. I haven't studio, watched you, it yet. You're, you're foldable. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I plan on waiting for the dubs to stack up. Uh, they're on dub three, dub episode three. So I'm I'm gonna just wait till we stack up a little bit more and and, and Ben go off on that binge because I watch essentially their episode zero of that show and the voice actors are phenomenal. So it's like a Astro Lost in Space situation where I'm invested with the dub characters because they're dope. It'd be like that, you know. And then with that with that sound design, I'm gonna be able to actually pay closer attention. I'm gonna love it with I'm those gonna... headphones on. Yeah, those Sennheiser headphones. Oh no, these AKGs. But you know, oh, okay. You know, I don't know. say them boys like them Sennheiser, them twenty five hundred <laughs> joints. <laughs> no hell no. Hey, I want to get those. I had a little bit of discount on those. Some twenty five hundred dollars headphones are gonna be like two grand. Those are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> those are incredible. But yeah, that's that's why I wanted to bring up Fire Force. That training episode was dope. I cannot wait to see the next episode of that show. I'm um I'm gonna post some some pictures from that uh, episode. That art, man, something about Fire Force art, it 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 feels perfect to me. Well, you didn't watch Soul Eater. No, no. It's a very simplistic style, but very stylized, right? Yeah. So, like, if you look at how they do, like, even some of the like the features of the characters, mm-hmm. like. Uh, Shinra and then the new Skull dude. Their eyes are completely different, yeah. But they still have a similar like art style to them, yeah. So the artist for this show kind of mixes like almost like the anime media style, mm-hmm. like he's drawing from different concepts, but making it still like like come together well with his style. So cool. I think, yeah, I think it's overall like one of the better looking yeah. designs. The shading is really cool because it's not like overdone. It doesn't right. look super realistic, but it still has that like cool tone to it. So yeah, uh, overall, is Fire Force is amazing. Yeah, it really is. It keeps getting better too. It's just like Doctor Stone. It just keeps getting better, man. 
I remember when you was hating on Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone, it still isn't as good as as Fire Force. I'm done. It's the last few episodes, though. It's just like exactly because <laughs> they're starting to move it along now at a pace that is more reasonable. Until they go to a flashback, probably next episode. I'm predicting now they're gonna go into a flashback, and it's gonna be a long ass flashback that unnecessary. <laughs> but I mean, two months just passed. I think I don't know if they're gonna go into a flashback. I, I think it's not. time for them to attack. To, to, yes, but, um, I can't wait. Get that cell phone going. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the anime I actually wanted to talk about was uh, Fate Grand Order. Yeah, do your thing. And <clears throat> basically, it's kind of more about that clip that I showed you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the clip that I posted in the Facebook group was a battle between the uh, the goddess Tiamat, who is the goddess of beast. Um, that's like an actual mythological creature. Um, Tiamat is in D&D and mythology Um, and Tiamat takes many different forms Tiamat is like a serpent, a dragon a multi-headed dragon it just depends on what what you're looking for right? Yeah. Well um, in this Fate Grand Order as you know they draw from different um, historical figures, mythological figures Um, in this battle we have uh, Yusikawa Uh, we have Leonidas we have um, and Tiamat, and then we have Tiamat's child. Um, and the thing is with this battle, and I don't really want to go into like details about it too much. It's just the fact that this is like classic affordable yeah. without the movie budget, right? So look- their movie budget, their movie budget is ridiculous, and it looks way better. But for this to be a week to week anime. For this to be a week to week anime, <laughs> I'm doing shit like that. It looks so good. The voices, all right, obviously they're in Japanese, but even they're the voices really themselves sound amazing. They sound really um, They feel like they draw you into the emotion. And I've watched some um, subs that felt like almost like the voices were bland. Mm-hmm. Um, this studio does not do that. Yeah, yeah. Both ways. Um, the animation, when they get into battles, kind of like how we talked about Black Clover, you don't have that quality drop where all of a sudden it's an unwatchable, like the faces <laughs> don't match up anymore or the frames <laughs> drop or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we had the moment in this episode with Leonidas um, squaring off with a god by himself, right? And technically, this god is a servant, um, just like Leonidas is. But we also learned something that Leonidas is one of the world's strongest protectors. So he's one of the strongest spirits in this world. Mm. And um, he did some damage, dude. Like, they did him justice. Like, it was almost like watching the movie 300, but with Leonidas by himself, but spiritually having all his people with him. Yeah. I just, I just feel like we're sleeping on fake Grand Order. Everybody is. And Everybody is. I, I've been watching it, but I feel like I haven't been saying as much about it as I should. Well, almost feel like I, a traitor. Because I need to watch <laughs> it, bro. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. It's we'll be behind so, three episodes, but it's I'm it's OK, bro. Um, if you want to talk about it, I'm going to start watching the dubs. OK, if you want to talk about it, because. This literally, this series, I've always been invested in Fate series. I've always loved this since the first episode, right? Go back to Um, episode one of my Tech Waifu, Waifu proves that. (laughs) But this one is probably, I'm going to say, is my favorite of the Fate series. Ooh. 
um, so far because it could definitely go south. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite of the Fate series. Um, I feel like the fight scenes are equivalent to Unlimited Blade Works, if not better. The only fight scene that's better in Unlimited Blade Works to me is the actual Gilgamesh versus Emiya fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they continue at this rate, because to me, every every single animated fight in this series was like a top top tier anime fight. Like this, this is worthy of like some highlights every week. Uh, yeah. But like for instance, this week that scene I had to share. It was twelve minutes. Like they went into the episode, no opening or anything. It's like all right, we throw our hands. I love those. I love when they do that. <laughs> it was like, do you want the opening credits? We are gonna put the opening credits in the beginning. You are gonna see the character people who animated this show. <laughs> next to next to our main characters talking and fighting. Yeah, I'm gonna start. So I'm gonna start watching it next week. Is gonna I'm gonna be four episodes into the dubbed, and then we can start talking about at least the first four episodes. Right. Now, I, I do want to say the only thing I want to talk about is a slight spoiler, but they did oh, say no. something about it okay. in the clip that I showed you. Yeah. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because of like the history and the mythology behind it. And this is why I like the Fate series so much and love it and adore it and just think it's amazing. They talked about, so the character that you see in that clip I posted in the Facebook group or in the beginning of this episode is Merlin. He is a, what they call a grand caster, which is the highest level caster you can be in the Fate world. There's no one stronger than a grand caster other than other grand casters. So Merlin is a grand caster, but he has no attack ability. He is completely attackless, okay. yeah. but his abilities include illusions, probably time manipulation, anything like that. But in this clip that I, put, I shared in Facebook, they said something about Merlin being a half incubus, Yeah, which if you know anything about an incubus, they're essentially like, like demon demons who live off the energy of others. Right. Right. Now, what was really interesting is that um, Merlin has said something about if I am unconscious, I can't explain it right now, but it's very bad if I go unconscious. And he said this in the face of like his allies, as well as in the face of the, the demon TMI or the, the, the enemy TMI that he's fighting, the goddess TMI. Um, and in history, historically, when incubuses or incubi or succubi go unconscious, they no longer have any control over their urges. Um, incubi and succubi are naturally like sexual creatures and they feed off the either right. sexual energy or energies of other creatures. And I'm just like, so basically what he's saying is that if he does go to sleep, if he goes unconscious, it's a wrap for everybody. <laughs> his, his powerless state is null if he does and now it just foreshadowed a whole part that i want to see i can't wait to see in the future <laughs> that i hope they do and i i, <laughs> I just want to see merlin now at this point going conscious yeah. and it's like obviously they don't even have to do it they, they they could never do that and it would still be a great series but i just love the attention to detail in that right yeah. that's like even like i said even in leonidas fight in the merlin fight they they give you little details that are historically correct or mythologically correct in that person's or creatures like history mythology. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely a show that, uh, that has like historians a part of that writing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big fans of history, a part of that show. 
or just crazy Dungeons and Dragons player? Yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> more history than Dungeons. More history for sure. I'm just messing around, but no, man. There's so much to appreciate about the Fate series that is yeah. almost like I don't even think. I think that if if we were to go into like the history of each individual character, it would be episodes long. Yeah, I just really want to talk about that because that's something to be appreciated, uh-huh. even though it has this ridiculous sound animation or sound design. This ridiculous yeah. animation. There's even more detail in the series, and that's why I think so far this is probably one of my more favorite series or, um, parts of the series because of those more they gave more attention to detail to some yeah. of these things that they didn't give in other episodes or right. other series or seasons. That's dope. Yeah, I can't wait to start watching it because what you just said. I mean, I understand the mythology behind that. I want to see the. Sh- I don't. I don't know these characters at all. I know. I know some of them because of episode zero, but like. I don't know them well enough to even understand what the hell is going on. So I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it now. Thanks to that <laughs> ringing <laughs> endorsement. But um, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's do it. And that's the review of uh, Erased. Man. Okay, so if you haven't watched Erased, please pause the podcast. Go watch it. Set aside about five hours. It's 13, 13 episodes long. Eight, technically 12 because they do have like a recap episode in there that you don't need to watch at all. The digest. I, yeah, yeah. The digest. I skipped it because I mean, I was literally binging it. So I didn't really need that. Exactly. So it's about episode six. So you can skip that. Watch the entire show. Do not listen to this podcast because we will spoil the hell out of a show that does not need to be spoiled. Like this show is big. If you watch it, knowing nothing like it was with the promise Neverland. So if you know nothing about this show, do not listen any further Pause it, come back when you finish watching it, and then tell us what you think. I'm giving you about three seconds to leave. Okay. Now let's spoil Erase. Dog, I said this in the in the uh the podcast exclusive, the Patreon exclusive podcast. I knew it was that motherfucker the whole fucking time. <laughs> so uh, Monique and I were talking about this and you know, she watches Law and Order, CSI, all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, like, when I went into the show initially, my very first time watching, like, this was my third time watching the show from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And my my first time watching it, I had no idea and who you, it was. And you but could I also, miss it, too. Yeah, but I also think that I didn't, I wasn't going into the show looking for, you know, who it was. Right. I was so enthralled in just the idea of, like, I was caught off guard by how the show began. Yeah. Like it almost starts off as in like, Oh, this is a cool concept. And then you see, you know, our boy's mom gets murdered mm-hmm. and you're like, hold up. What did I jump into? No one gave me, no one told me, Hey, go watch the race or anything like that. It literally was just, I woke up one day, I saw it was on Crunchyroll, And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go watch it. So like to, to kind of jump into a series that you had no idea about and then you get blindsided by by a murder almost and that was the first episode you know you, you kind of get like you kind of trip out and i wasn't expecting it so let me tell you how it went for me so for me i'd start the show boom i'm thinking this you you told me well it's not quite a slice of life i'm like oh shit so i know they expect a little bit more so i knew slightly a little bit more than i probably should have but watching it I can I can see how you can go into it as a slice of life, but you then see you get hit with a revival, his little revival thing that happens. I'm like, in oh like the shit. first few minutes, yeah. yeah. 
that alone could have carried this entire show. Him as an adult with the power of a revival would have been just would have been phenomenal in itself. Okay, so I'm watching it. I Explain see the, that a little bit better for, for listeners. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm start watching it. He, this guy basically is narrating or monologuing what he calls revival. Revival is, is essentially him going, doing something throughout the day. And he basically goes backwards in time about by five minutes. He goes back by about five minutes and he can kind of relive something because that means something bad is about to happen. So he has five minutes to figure out what that bad thing actually is and try to prevent it uh, before it happens. So essentially he's doing his piece of delivery. He gets hit with a revival. The revival take him back five minutes. He's looking around trying to figure out what's wrong. It's this guy who actually had a died of a heart attack behind the wheel of a semi truck. And he's literally just speeding down a busy street. A kid is attempting, yeah, 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 about to hit the little kid. A kid is crossing the street. He then goes up and he pulls the truck out of the way and saves the little kid. Mind you, that part, of that revival part, again, we're we're talking about the show knowing that you obviously watched it too, listeners. So, again, if you haven't, make sure you have. But with that, that springs off this whole nother thing because, like Tell said, his mother gets fucking taken out. And he's freaking out because the cop, he, he basically gets set up to be the killer and the cops are all like already there and they coming to catch him. And then he gets back to 1988 with a fucking mass revival that was insane. And when that happened, dog, it blew my fucking mind. But, <laughs> but dude, let me tell you this. I swear this is true. This is exactly true. When he hit that revival and he was in this school and he was looking at the teacher and he was like monologuing in his head. I'm like, Man, something don't seem right. This is exactly what I said out loud, laying in my bed. It was like eight o'clock in the morning because I'm I would literally watched it that whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Did not stop. I literally looked at my I looked at because I was on my phone. I was laying in the bed. I'm like, ah, something ain't right about this teacher because the teacher was <laughs> fucking perfect. He was awesome. He was an awesome teacher. And I, yeah. as soon as I said that, I'm like, no, yeah, he's not. Something ain't right with him. And I f- like. In the show, I'm like, it's the motherfucking teacher. It's the motherfucking teacher. As the episodes progressed, dude, and that that had me so captivated. And, oh, man, I just was in love with this show. Everything so, in this show is great. So, yeah, that teacher, um, for one, you are 100% right. Like, was a creep. Something and, about him, man. Well, it, it was that idea that uh, Yashiro was so perfect that there had to be something overall wrong with him. I, I just think thought he that, killed his mother, though. Like, I didn't even think about the whole kidnapping part until... The other parts, yeah. yeah. And, and I think they did such a good job at the misdirection. 100%. To kind of, like, make you think that there's other sources. Even if it wasn't, like, Hinazuki, who is uh, the, the little girl's mom who was being kidnapped for a while or, or kept being killed or murdered. Right. Um, Kayo Hinazuki was the little girl, but... So I loved her, by the way. She was an awesome character. Yeah, right. So even though like he comes to this time, and what what kind of happens is he he gets this realization, this remembrance that like there was this series of murders that their parents had wanted them to forget mm-hmm. of these like kids going missing and whatnot, and they were mm-hmm. all girls. And the only one that wasn't a girl was one that kind of looked like a girl. Yeah, very and that was their their friend, uh, Hiromi. Yep. Hiromi, who was a guy, but kind of looked like a girl. 
So uh, that was the only one of the characters who was killed who wasn't an actual female. Mm-hmm. And the the ridiculous part about it was that, like, like I said, when we talk about the misdirection, they kind of give you this sense that okay, Hinazuki's mom or Ka- Kayo Hinazuki's mom uh, beats on her, lets her husband beat on her. Mm-hmm. She comes up, you know, dead. And, you know, there's a couple of different things that happen. So obviously when she dies, our guy, uh, Satoru kind of goes back and forth between his time periods and whatnot. But, um, the thing that makes that like, almost like, like I said, that, that solid misdirection is the fact that you kind of see that the husband's there drinking con- constantly and just watching TV right. and in our mind being, I guess our regular American or even like a regular human being, we see a man, you know, who is in the household with a young girl being abused or anything like that we assume instantly that either a he's beating her, abusing her or sexually abusing her or anything like that. I thought the teacher. So, and yeah, like you're not wrong with the teacher though, because he clearly was doing something. Yeah. The teacher was just taking advantage of those situations. Right. Yeah, exactly. But these students, these kids had to be in poor situations to begin with before the teacher would even touch them. That's true. So it was like, these well, well, it's a little bit different for uh, Himaru or Himimaru, however they say Hiromi, Hiromi, yeah. because him for him he killed him for basically just a cover up. Yeah, just to cover up to make it seem like he wasn't going after girls specifically, right? Because he was he went his his thing was to get two girls. Okay, it was essentially those two main girls. It was the girl, uh, the main character girl, and then. Some other girl, a girl another, from another school, another elementary school. His girl, yeah. elementary. But in order to cover his tracks, the best way to do it was to set his his blame on the guy that showed up at the park all the time and talked to all the kids and stuff like that. And the best way to do that is to make him believe that this other quote unquote girl character, which is actually a dude who's just you know super feminine at the time. To basically kill him because, oh, he got mad because he wasn't actually a girl type deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why they killed him. But, dude, I mean, again, all of that aside, the show is phenomenal because (laughs) emotionally it draws you in like... It doesn't draw you in. It locks you in. Yeah, exactly. It takes your fucking heart and it squeezes it and twists it because you you root for these characters so hard. Like, you want everything that goes... To go right, and boy, does shit go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I, I do want to talk about one other thing, yeah. really, before we start giving ratings and stuff. No, yeah, what we, is we got a little bit. Was I really wanted to talk about? Uh, kind of like those last two episodes, right? The rollout. Yeah. <sighs> so I, well, I don't, I, let's not jump there directly, right? But, um. Yashiro ends up finding out that Fuji um, or that Satoru has the ability or not ability, but knows about what Yashiro was doing the teacher. Yeah. And basically he tries to kill Satoru mm-hmm. by fastening his seatbelt in a car that in one of his multiple cars, he has stashed around the city, which sounds like something a psychopath, sociopath killer would do. Yep. Um, and drives him into the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing we see um, Monique had lost her breath at this point. I'm pretty sure she thought our, our main character was dead. Uh, we see Satro going to the water and 
that's the end of it. We go to the next episode. Right. We find out he's in a coma, wakes up, what is it, 14 years later, 15 years 15 later? 15 years. Yep. Wakes up 15 years later in, um, what was it, 2003? Yep. No, 2006. And 2006, all right. Yep. He wakes up 15 years later, and basically, uh, what's, what happens is um, he's in the hospital, obviously. His mom had been taking care of him, and literally time. every day, four hours a day, she was working on his muscles, hooked him up to electronic machines that would make his muscles work and activate so that he wasn't like, completely muscular, like loss of muscle, devoid of muscle and stuff like that. And he kind of wakes up and he doesn't have his memory. Everything is still fuzzy. Um, He needs to see and relate to people before he can get his memory back. And he kind of does that over time with meeting his friends who have been waiting for him all this time to come out of his coma. Specifically one friend. Yeah. uh, Hinazuki. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She comes in. Before. And I like that too. I, I really did like that. How like before when each of those other characters showed up, it would show him trying to remember things and it was still fuzzy. Yeah. But when she came, it was like, nope, it's back. Uh, let me tell you, how I felt about that real quick. Okay, I know you're gonna say something. <laughs> Go ahead. What you about to say? Go ahead and take a guess at what I'm about to say. Go ahead. About how uh, Hiromi. Swooped in on that? Yes, man. I was so sorry, bro. <laughs> so, like, Damn. like, I thought that was dope, though, because, like, was it first of all, first of all, Hiromi was, like, we never even would have thought of Hiromi getting any girl. Well, yeah. We didn't yeah. know. We didn't know. And then he swooped in and was like, yo, I'm a, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take your chick. Not like, only take he, her. Had a baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look, but look, he was asleep for fifteen years. Sadro has no other, no choice but to understand. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's fifteen years you've been asleep. But like, I thought she kind of felt the same way he did, so that kind of that's what hurt me the most. You that's know? your slice of life um, yeah. spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's my slice of life. I mean, that it it kind of remind me a little bit of Clinad, but you know, minus minus the tears because uh, Clinad's way sadder. But yeah, it's it was like rough, man. It was like, oh, all right, well, damn. I kind of wanted them to be, you know, I kind of wanted that happily ever after. But I also like the fact that it wasn't just a happily ever after, with yeah. even after he woke up. So this whole series was rough. It was rough. Every episode was a little rough. <laughs> it was, but it wasn't okay. So when he says rough, though, when you say rough, it's not rough in a bad way at all. Yeah, That's no, it's rough so as in like you're invested in these characters. Yep. I think from the first episode, yes. you kind of have an understanding. And then from I episode two his on. Mom. His mom was yeah. the greatest. Yeah, I loved how he was calling her yokai, right? And yeah. Monique was like, <laughs> she knows what's going on. Monique is like, she has the same ability he has. And it's just yeah. things you're trying to figure out, right? But it's like he called her yokai because she just knows things without same knowing her. She just has that intuition, right? But it's like um, you think about like, she just comes in, hey, my son needs to be taken care of, so I'm gonna take care of my son. Yep, you know, up. every trip. So it's like that's why he called her yokai, and you can kind of understand. Yokai. Like she she's 55 years old, but look like she's 23. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's dope. His mom was a dope character. She's definitely the waifu of the of the of the show. <laughs> right. Let's get into some ratings, but first the ending. Now the way it ended when uh, Yoshiro took him to the roof. I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker about to get his ass caught. 
But then Yoshiro's like, you know, I'm kind of smart. I know you got a cell phone on you. You're probably mm-hmm. talking to somebody downstairs. And he's probably about to try to get me to confess. He takes the phone out and just breaks it, throws it out the way. I'm like, yep. oh, shit, there goes that plan. But I know he got another plan. He has to have another plan because he has to know that Yoshiro was smart enough to know that he was going to do some shit like that. Right. Sure enough, he did. I like when he threw himself off the roof, I really thought he was going to kill himself because he didn't end up with the girl. That was the one thing about the show I was absolutely wrong about because I thought so, so, that's why he was killing himself. I was done at that point. I didn't even want to watch the last episode because I'm like, yep. why would you do this? Yep. And then it was like, so it was such a heartfelt moment because you almost like, and I'm not going to say you sympathize with him, but you almost like sympathize with Yashiro when he kind of says, you can't live without me. Yeah. You know? Satro says, Yashiro, you can't live without me. You didn't kill me for 15 years because you needed closure. You needed me. Yep. You know, I'm here for you and you won't progress without me. Yep. And you kind of get like this feeling in your heart, like, oh my God. I, like, no, I, I, didn't give right. a fuck. I, I didn't give a fuck about him because I thought he was sacrificing <laughs> himself because not only did he not get the girl that he, that I, you know, everybody believed he wanted. He should have got, yeah. Yeah, he should have got. But, he feel like he's taking, he's like just going to take himself out because then that y- Yoshiro would, would take himself out just to get rid of the evil, I guess, right? Yeah. He will kill himself to to get rid of the lesser evil. Which I'm like, but he said I couldn't even, he even said like I can't even fulfill that, that hole in my heart anymore. Yeah. Which is sadistic as hell, by the way. Ugh. But he's like, I, I can't, I can't feel this void in my heart now because I, I needed you to wake up. I needed to, I guess, kill him, essentially, or at least, or at least find out like how the fuck did he know my future? <laughs> you know, yeah, right I, now, when he finally let go of the chair, when Yashiro finally let go of the chair, I thought it was over, and man. we saw Satro fall. I was like. Yeah. So what the, what happens from here? You right. know, like it's still one more. <laughs> well, it's a whole other episode. What happens? <laughs> and we see, uh, you know, Satro fall, and then Yashiro kind of goes to the edge and he spreads his arm and he's like, "I'm going to take the step to him. I'm just going to fall, and this is going to be the end of it, right?" Just like with Polo's, like this is what what it's going to be. Yep. You know, we sacrifice yourself to get the sacrifice of the other. And we see Sato lands in like a parachute, basically a giant bean bag, and is smiling. Yeah. I caught you, dude. <laughs> we got you. That wink, though. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I literally said hell yeah while landing in my bed. It was dope. Yeah, that. In my personal opinion, this is one of my favorite endings. Yeah, it like, was great. Even if they haven't given us that whole last episode, mm-hmm. that was a great ending. They could have ended it right there, and I'd have been like, yeah, right. "This is perfect. Thank you. Uh, you deserve a praise. Here's your Emmy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about Emmy, but I'm just saying, like, that ending was like perfect. That's what great. we wanted. He was caught, and then um, they did give us more closure though, which was also really good. Which is dope. Um, yeah. But we got our, our our bad guy caught. Uh, we see Yashiro, or not Yashiro, Satro, go back to living everyday life. He's now That's a full-time manga. Yeah, he's a full-time mangeka. Um, <laughs> so he does his manga full-time. He mm-hmm. finished his book. 
and he even had a chance to uh, meet Ari again. Yeah, you know, and that was the part to me that was also like perfect ending. There you go. Like, yeah, she's seventeen. When she turned eighteen, you can smash. Go ahead. <laughs> but like, you know, um, you finally completed everything. The people you, that were supposed to die did not die. Mm-hmm. You saved everyone. Eri, your mom, uh, Hinazuki, Hiromi, um, what's the other girl name? Uh, Masato. And there was one more girl. But the girl from I- Izumi. Uh, but you saved everybody, dude. Yeah. So, like, at this point. Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. You literally did it. Like, <laughs> how many heroes in a show can we say? He's like, I want to be a superhero. That is like literally the equivalent of a superhero. Exactly. You, oh, yeah. you did it. Straight up, straight up. The show, uh, show is great. Let's uh, let's get into these rate right ratings really quick. <sighs> so, number one, pacing. Um. 9.5. The pacing was great. Um, the only reason why it's not a 10 is the only reason why it's not a 10 for me is because of the uh, digest. And that would be great for the people who's like catching it week to week. But I wasn't. So <laughs> I'm giving it a 10 for pacing. OK. Um, story. 10. <laughs> Ten. That's something we happen to agree on. <laughs> <laughs> that story is um, animation. I'm gonna go first on this one. Okay. Uh I think the animation was good, but it, it was to me it was like there was nothing specifically above and beyond about the animation. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it like a seven point five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a solid uh seven. I didn't like I didn't like some of the character designs. That's it. Was it like Caillou, the fat dude? It was him. Kazu. It was. I didn't like the way they did the mom lips too. Yeah, they were trying to make her lips her lips like thick, but yeah. they also did that with the other girl too. Right. The uh, the Izumi girl. They made her lips thicker. Like yeah. Kenya and Kenya had a great design. Kenya was my favorite design. He was yeah, the he was the blonde hair friend. Yeah, his design was dope. He was like awesome. Stellar. And then it wasn't like really any anything special with like the animation period. It was. Kind of just yeah. blah. The, the, so, the so. highest quality part of the animation was the butterfly. Yep. Yep. Everything else was like, uh, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, sound design. It wasn't really hidden. The music was okay, though. But it was only okay in certain parts. Yeah, exactly. When when the emotions got deep. So I think for the emotional parts, it was like, if, if, for, if we were counting especially like, especially like emotional parts, it was a 10. But if we're talking about like the entire series, my personal opinion is probably like an eight. Oh, I, I'll give it about That's, a six point five. Still okay. Well, you got a six point five. Sorry, the hey, music. Good, the, the music on only like maybe three parts was good to me. And, and then the intro either. <laughs> <laughs> Monique, um, the intro is stuck in Monique's head. <laughs> I couldn't stand the intro. I, Literally, I it so fast. When we wasn't watching it, she was singing the intro. <laughs> um, and then the final thing is characters. Mm. 
I went I went first on the last two. So what you thinking on the characters? I have my number. I'm gonna go with uh shit. Cause when I think about any I didn't like the I didn't like the airy girl. But that was it. I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a nine. I'm gonna go with a nine on that. I'm gonna go with a ten on the characters because oh the, ten, I the characters were perfect. I think every character played their role perfectly. Really? Like, yeah. Like okay, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to persuade you. No, yes, you're not. Nine is fine. Nine is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to persuade you. Nine is great. Tatro. I just don't, I can't, I personally can't think of a character. He played the the nonchalant character mm-hmm. as well as the character who was the hero. Mm-hmm. He did both, he filled, he filled both of those roles perfectly. He also um, had to go back to being a kid again. Exactly. Uh, Kyle, she was the emotionally distraught, emotionally destroyed yes. child yes. who grew into this, who became friends with other people, like finally maintained and, and gained friends, mm-hmm. showed her love and grew up and, you know, had a whole family after that. Yeah. His mom was the fucking truth, period. I don't even think we need to say anything about that. Um, She's the reason why it's a non. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kazu, um, to me, he was like the shy, overweight dude who was like upfront with his feelings, though. So like to me, every character had their their point. In Kenya, Kenya to me was like the the Itachi or not Itachi, the Sasuke, but was like a good guy, you know, not the, like that, side, that Sasuke. Yeah, not the edgy asshole kind of guy. He was yeah. like, I'm I'm kind of edgy. I'm the cool guy, but I want to do all of the right things. The only reason, I'm, let me help. Let me just tell you exactly. Let me justify my nod a little bit. The only reason why the characters get a nine in the show for me is there were the mom, our main dude character, the emotionally destroyed girl, like you said, mm-hmm. and to me and Yo, uh, Yashiro were yeah. the only four characters to me that were that carried this fucking show heavy, bro. They carried it strongly. The rest supporting characters were okay. Even like uh, Hinazuki's mom, she was really good, like acting wise and and as an evil be as niche she was really good but like the rest yeah. of the supporting characters were just fodder to me like i mean his is what ended up being his best friend was cool but he was just cool like you say he was just a an emo an emo dude it just it wasn't enough greatness around the supporting cast to make it a 10 for me in my personal opinion so that's why i gave it a nine and i get it you know that's yeah. just that's just the reality of the scenario bro yeah yeah straight up straight up was that it? That's it. All right. So, doing the calculations for the rating. Oof. This is where it gets intense. What is Erase going to have on a mic check waifu waifu scale? We still got to... You got to text me that scale, and I'm going to put it in the tweet. Just, just let people know. All right. What our rating systems are. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And we, ooh, maybe we should add it to our uh, Facebook group uh, description as well. So people can start rating it with the on the mic tech waifu waifu scale. We don't. So on the mic check waifu waifu scale, okay. erased 
ranks at an 8.75. Okay. Okay. Which, oddly enough, is 0.05 below Demon Slayer, making it our lowest ranked rating wow, so far. Wow. No way. Erases below Demon Slayer. We done fucked up. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's okay. It's, that's okay, actually. I mean, and I think I think our ratings are actually pretty solid to me. So, like, if we go from like our worst ranking to the highest ranking, Erase is eight point seven five, Demon Slayer is an eight point eight, Promise Neverland, Promise Neverland is a nine point three, mm. and in Space is a perfect ten. Mm. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta send me all those two, along with our scale. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back with uh, My Hero Talk. Holy crap. That's a good. Our rank is pretty good. Yeah. Um, Shout out to those who stuck with us through that. Sorry, excuse me. I'm, I'm drinking some ginger ale because I have terrible heartburn. But thank you all so much for sticking with us through that uh, ranking. If you listen to this far, we appreciate you. Let us know what you think of our ratings by tweeting at us at MikeCheckWaifu. Or uh, writing into the uh, show proper. And that's by going to MikeCheckWaifuWaifu.com slash contact. So, yeah, I, I really want to know what you guys think of that. I'm going to post a tweet about our ranking systems and what we rated stuff so far. We're going to do some more reviews later on in this in this uh, podcast series. But next episode, we're going to bring a dope topic that was brought to you by our, uh, one of our patrons. So, be on the lookout for that. And uh, we're going to take this quick break. We're going to play a song that I personally enjoy just hmm. just to kind of like what it what this song does to me is it 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 puts me in a mood where I can just sit back, relax and enjoy the the intricacies you know the word I'm trying to say intricacies yes of this song and the way it's built it's a uh, Lilo once again I love this song so very much and it hits very always hard. a banger definitely a banger so uh enjoy the song and uh we'll be right back.
Check Waifu Waifu That uh, Lilo once again is incredible I enjoy that song so very very much Song is fire man It puts me in a good mood I don't know why Like a more chill mood It puts mood. me in all the moods yeah. like, I could be sad and listen to that song I could be happy and listen to that song Straight up Straight. I could be hyped and listen to that song <laughs> Straight up Anyway welcome back to Mike Check Waifu Waifu episode 24 This is the part of the podcast where we talk about our show my hero this time. What's going to be next after my hero? I guess it's whatever well, come out in the winter, right? I, I, it depends. Cause I think we got like 24 episodes of my hero. Yeah, we do. So that's 24 weeks. I think about 12 weeks. We'll probably know what's coming. True. Um, and we can probably choose off of that. Good point. Good point. It's a good point. So episode uh, six of season four. My Hero Academia, we will spoil it. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I mean, it's dubbed or subbed. You can't miss this episode. So, like, if you haven't watched it, shame on you. Full of spoilers. Just want to say, it's been slow. But it's been slow intentionally, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure of that. And I'm okay with it. I wasn't as okay with it the last episode, but this episode, I'm okay with it being a little slower. Because it, this is one of my more favorite episodes. Yeah, this one, this the exposition in this is in this one was necessary. It felt necessary. It felt very important for them to get all of that stuff laid out, so then we can get into the meat and potatoes, the gravy. Yeah. And, and what I want to say is that also, like you said, it was slow. Like it's been slow. True. It yeah. was slow, but full of tension. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of like how how I would put it, right? Yeah. 
So like most people expect tension in shows um, through action and progression like that, right? Yeah. Um, this progressed without all of the tension right. and then, um, or progressed with all of the action, but still providing that tension that you want for like the, the series or the episode to grow. Right. And this episode had all of that. It was like no action, but it was like getting you anticipating, like getting you prepared and ready for like the real BS that's about to go down. Right. It's, it's definitely going to get real next episode. You can tell because they suiting up. Um, so what, I mean, overall though, like this episode, yeah, was probably my favorite one so far. And this goes to sh- like this episode made me just love Eraser even more. <laughs> like he just, I mean, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, we threw that, that quick Eraser monologue to Midoriya. He's great, man. He's a great character. Like, just all around. And not only that, it made me remember that he's a dope-ass fighter, too, dude. Like, yeah. he's incredible. It, it makes you think about, like, his quirk is literally, like, he just puts people on a basic hand-to-hand level, and then he can fight them. Shoot so them it's like... So it's like, you gotta be dope if you're just making people, like, fight you one-on-one with the hands, right? Exactly. You have to be dope. He's dope, man. He's dope. Um. So, okay. We, the gist of this episode is all of the heroes got together. Well, not all of them. Different heroes in different like zones got together to discuss the overhaul. All of the information they have on overhaul, the bullets, the what he's planning to do, and the girl. What's the girl name again? Uh, Aerie. Aerie. And Aerie as well. So, like, all of that is in is brought front and center, and we noticed that like they talked about their priority is to save Ari. Screw everything else for right now. They just want to save Ari because they witnessed um, you know, they, they got a feeling some heinous stuff is happening to her. Yeah. They and believe that she's the one making the bullets like out of her cork, but really it's overhaul, right? Well, they what they said, and this is why Ari is there's a couple reasons why I think they want to save Aerie. Try not to manga spoiler too, by the way. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying why I think they want to save Aerie because this is just my speculation. So, right off the bat, um, obviously Aerie is being tortured and right. whatever, right? She doesn't want to be with Overhaul. But how they put it in the show was that um, it would seem that there are human cells in the making of like the bullets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They know what Overhaul's quirk is. Right. They, they actually called him Overhaul once in the in this show, yeah. in this episode specifically. So they know that his quirk can take people apart and put them back together. Um so what they insinuated is that he was doing that to Aerie. Right. And I think that yes they want to save Aerie for her own well being but it's also to stop the production of Double these bullets. weapons. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's imperative that he do this because if, if obviously if these weapons get out, who's going to be able to fight overhaul, you know, right. only, only, uh, our dude who, or Ijiro, uh, Kirishima who can harden his body. Cause fats can't fight him. Anybody who has regular skin can't fight him. Hmm. That's if crazy. that's what they're doing, you know, even like heroes like or, or villains like muscular who had uh, really big muscles. If it touches you and gets inside your body, you lose your quirk. 
I'm just looking forward to seeing people ways that they're going to actually take this guy down because we saw what happens when he just, when he just touches you. So like, what's going to happen? Like, how, how do you fight that? How do you beat that? Right? Like, and that's my main thought process going into to this entire season is how the hell do you beat an overhaul type cork? Um, you got to beat him before he touches you. Mm-hmm. Touch him before he touches you. Exactly. That's going to be crazy. So you need somebody else with degenerative powers or whatever, like our guy who just teamed up with him. I don't know. This episode- Did you see our, our, uh, our, our first, um, what is this? What is his name? Uh, key lock or the lock hero. Oh, the first, the, the black dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he was, uh, something else. His voice acting <laughs> dub was dope, by the way. Yeah, I know. I was actually, I had to go back and listen to that. Yeah. It was really dope. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> he's actually really cool in the manga too. Yeah. What's his quirk? I guess they're going to explain it soon enough. Do you want me to actually tell you? Nah. I, oh, I, I, I like, I would like to know. You can look at him and figure it out. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out. I like it though. I like him. I mean, he was he was kind of shooting the real like, yo, why we got these kids here, man? Like, this is obviously something more serious. We're gonna have to keep explaining every minute detail. Let's come and the on. kids keep interrupting. Yeah, and, he's speaking know. the real. I like him. I like him for man. real because I mean, like you look at this. They got uh, they don't have Baku or Shoto there, but they got uh, Ochaka. Uh, they got uh, what's her name? Suya. Yeah, yeah Uraka. Or I was calling her Suya because that's her name, but uh, they got uh, Kirishima, mm-hmm. so they got a bunch of the like kids here, and not even the strongest kids, you know. Yeah, they got just some of the kids here, and they got they about to get into some real like stuff. Like these, yeah, overhaul yeah. is not a joke. Oh, no. so far, overhaul is the biggest threat they face since um all for one and all might did that all might fall all for one so no one really had to fight all for one but all might so this is the biggest struggle they they've had since they lost their number one hero and haven't necessarily designated a new number one yet i mean you can already kind of foreshadow what's going to happen here all might is going to get involved and get overhauled his way up out of this show so that's, <laughs> that's gonna be unfortunate. So <laughs> oh, that's gonna let suck. me drink my water. He's <laughs> overhauling. He said, "Oh my god, get involved again and get overhauled about this show." So I was like, "It sucks, man." Uh, no, that's your prediction. That's my prediction, bro. He's about to get straight up overhauled, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be like United States in my arm, bro. <laughs> you about to get Thanos snapped? Uh, that's, bro. that's foul. Oh man, <laughs> you about to get Thanos snapped? I ain't gonna give you no spoilers. That's funny. That's funny, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> it sucks, but yeah, it is what it is, man. Hey, but seriously though, this this episode was good. The music in my hero is the fucking best, bro. They. The swells and the dips and the they do it so well, man. It's it's never like too loud or too soft. Yeah, and it's like and if it's it, never if it's, same mix of 
the crescendo yeah. is perfect. Like it goes from like that super low to slowly creeping, yeah. and it stays at that level yeah, until man. it needs to go yeah. and hits that. Yeah, man. And, and, it, and the way they my remix, hero's doing it. The way they remixes their own like theme song, like it's just it's perfect. It's it's amazing. It's uh it's top quality, man. And even though my hero isn't in my top five anymore, it fell down to like number seven. Thanks to uh, Astro Lost in Space. Astro Lost in Space and The Promised Neverland. But <laughs> <laughs> it's still such a great show, man. It, it, it cannot be understated how great this show is. And if you're a Marvel fan, man, it, I got a feeling we got to get some people that like like superhero shit into the show. They'll love it. They'll love it. Hopefully, This is the one. Yeah, hopefully, like, once... If you're binging My Hero, it's the best. But, like... Kind of in this situation where it's kind of like trickling out, I can see why people won't like it. I hope nobody catches this show right now. Because right now, if you're just jumping in the middle of this, you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, I mean, you got to start from the beginning. And if you start from the beginning and you get to this point, you're already invested. And you're like, oh, I can't wait. It's like One Piece isn't good (laughs) if you just jump to episode 900. You true. <laughs> You're just like, why am I watching this? Well, One Piece just isn't good, period. But we ain't gonna talk about I don't think I did my One Piece dig last episode. Damn. You didn't. You That's didn't. Crazy. No I shots missed, at One Piece. I missed a week. Oh, well. I thought you threw in the towel. Mm-mm. That show sucks. But you're right, though. You, you can't just jump into any show in the middle of it, especially one like this. It's great, though. This episode was great. I can't. I'm looking forward to next week. Next week, I think it's going to finally ramp up. But it's probably going to be one of those situations to where it's more monologuing and then it's going to ramp up at the very end of the episode, which is going to suck. But I'm, I'm ready for it anyway. I love it. I, I, my, my prediction, not having seen the next episode and not knowing exactly how it's going to go, I think that there's going to be a lot less monologue, more of like trying to execute the plan. I think there's going to be more progression. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that they're going to figure out where they need to go. Mm-hmm. Early on in the episode, and then get there, and then action is gonna hit. That'd be dope. I'm looking forward to it. All right, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm predicting personally, and this is partially because I know I think they're gonna have so overhaul. I think I don't know, but because I think like there's just if it's, if we're getting 24 episodes, I think overhaul will be figured out, and they will see overhaul and. Get into the deep with overhaul by episode 12 or 13. Oh, okay, okay. So, I think we have a few more episodes till we get to actual overhaul, but we're gonna, we gonna be at overhaul's face by then 100%. Okay, I feel that I'm with that. And with that, let's wrap episode 24 the Kobe of my check waifu waifu. Hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening. These episodes have been doing so well, even our review episodes, which we knew would kind of take a dip because not everybody's watched The Promise Neverland, so they don't want to be spoiled. And I understand that. But yeah. hey, thank you so much for listening anyway. You guys have been awesome to us these past few weeks. It's been, I mean, the growth has been insane. We see it. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, check out our Patreon if you're interested in getting our My Check Encore. My Check Encore is I feel, and not to sound like sadistic or anything, but my check encore has to be our 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 best work for real, because it's just us on a nutshell, where we're not following any particular structure. We're just going, 
and it's fun. It's a good time. Even listening back to it, it's a really good time. So check out Patreon if you're interested. Support the show via that. Get extra bonus episodes of us and um, early content and stuff. Stickers later coming soon. And uh, also pay attention to our Teespring store because we're going to have a sale, a Black Friday sale on our merch. So, yeah, yeah. Be ready for that. But with that, we're going to wrap. Thanks for listening to Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We love you. I'm Polo at Polo Barfly on all social media. I'm King King, uh, King Taliano on all social media. (laughs) And we out. Peace. Peace. Mike Check 1212. My sweet waifu. Is that you?